the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show a couple minutes after 4 on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Cloudy rest of the afternoon with a few showers possible this evening, low 66, maybe a little rain overnight. Then tomorrow, kind of cloudy for the first part of the day with some sunny breaks as the day wears on and a high up to 85. Uh, slowly, it looks like the temperature is going to be creeping toward 90 as the week unfolds. May even cross 90 by the weekend. Phillies at Detroit tonight, 7-10. They play uh, tomorrow afternoon at 1-10 as well. Just a quick little cute two-game set at Detroit. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phillies. So today, we're excited because we have a couple of special guests. Joe is sipping his coffee, as am I. Just not right the second. So all is well. And we have, with Eagles training camp coming up on Thursday, one of our frequent guests on the program, Gary G. Cobb, who played for the Eagles. He'll be joining us. We also have author Dr. Stephen Kello. He uh, has been a chaplain, I believe, at uh, Wheaton in Illinois for a quarter century. And he has written a book called Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College. We get a lot of books that come across uh, our desk here, and we don't get a lot in that demographic, if you will, the college age. And I think it's important that we we address that every now and again. So we're going to do that. But before we do any of that, I want to play a fun song for you by a band called The Hunts. It's called Long the Way. And I met these, uh, well, actually, I met the mother of the band. Did I tell you about this, Joe? Uh, yeah. So No, I never heard this. Yeah. So uh, at Creation, um, we were broadcasting there, as you know, and the mom of the band because it's five brothers and twin girls make up this group and they're all in their, they're all in their twenties and uh, they have kind of, I feel like the like groups like the Lumineers or Mumford and Sons, they have that kind of, that kind of sound. So um, this song in particular, I'll just throw in here for a moment has quickly become probably the favorite in our household in the last couple of weeks. And uh, the mom gave me her email address and said, yeah, let's have them on the show sometime. So when the dust settles from creation, literally, we want to make this work out. But in the meantime, let's give you a little sample. Fair enough. And while we do this, call me up, 800-560-WFIL. If you want to win a gift card at Duncan or Rita's or Wawa, we'll do our giveaway right out of the chute. 800-560-9345. Take a random winner. You choose the card. Courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown. This is The Hunts. Call on me to my favorite tree Well, I'm
AM560 WFIL, that band's called The Hunts. Got to hear them at the Creation Festival last month. Met their mom. Again, it's seven brothers and sisters, all in their 20s in that band. And hopefully we'll have a chance to get them on the program. Uh, and as we uh, wrap up that song and get ready for our first break, we do want to make a winner. What's your name? Tony Hurst. Tony, how you doing? Doing fine. Good. Where are you from? I live in Yaden. We've met at the uh, Metro Pastors Conference. Oh, that's right. That was a that was a, a lovely time. Did you enjoy the breakfast? Yes, I certainly did. I met you on the way out. You were at a table in the back where they were selling DVDs. I think were they? I mean, yeah, they were different. CDs. They were different. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, the worship band that day from Commitment yes, Community right. Church. That that is right. That's that is right. right. Oh yeah, yeah. That was that was it was nice to meet you there and. Hopefully we'll get to see it next year's breakfast too, and maybe even in between. I haven't. I think I haven't missed many of them since since you all started. That's great. Well, you're a winner today, so you choose uh, Duncan or Rita's or Wawa. Send a gift card out to you. Uh, Duncan. Okay, let's do that. Joe and I have ours ready. That's how we get kind of get through the show most days. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, God bless you. Hang on, Joe. We'll get your info off the air. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much. You know, Joe, uh, I remember meeting uh, Tony. One thing I liked about him also, just so folks know, this was at the Pastor's Appreciation Breakfast we had uh, in April, and Lord willing, we'll have another one next April. That's when it is. It's free. It's to encourage pastors. So if you're a pastor, you know somebody, just put that on your radar. Usually around the third week in April, we do that, have a breakfast, a a keynote speaker. We have a lot of area, uh, you know. Um, organizations are there too. You can get to do some networking and all that. But one thing I liked about Tony was, you know what he did? He went over to Commitment uh, Community Church, which was kind enough. Their worship band came and and helped lead worship that morning, just free. I mean, just came and did it. And he went and he bought one of their CDs. And just to take an interest, I'm big on the little thing. So when someone just walks up to somebody and, and even just talks to them and takes an interest in them, Yes. That goes yeah. a lot further than most people realize. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I've, I've realized it does go yeah. very far with me. Yeah. It's the little things. It really it really is. You might be surprised. Sure. Even if you don't spend any money, even if you went up to a, the worship band and said, thank you for being here today, that really does help. Everybody wants to be you know, appreciated and, yeah. and know that they, they matter. And so to the extent that we can encourage each other, because encouragement fits everybody's budget, does it not? Yes, it does. And it's free. It's not like you have to spend extra money to encourage somebody. That's why I leave the house wearing a smile every day. Do you really? I didn't know that. Not really, but. Okay. (laughs) All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with our first guest of our fine broadcast. His name is Dr. Stephen Kello, and uh, the book is called Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College. Gary G. Cobb is going to join us later in the hour to talk about Eagles Training Camp. And if we have time in the back end, we'll shoehorn in some more giveaways. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 414, The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. If you enjoyed the program, certainly feel free to tell a friend about it. We have podcasts available at WFIL.com as well. Our first guest on today's wonderful broadcast, uh, Walking with Jesus on Campus is the name of the book, How to Care for Your Soul During College, written by Dr. Stephen Kello, who is joining our program. Hello, sir. Hello, Tim. Nice to make your acquaintance. Thanks for taking time to chat today. 
the nice new to meet you over the phone. Yeah, the book is called Walking with Jesus on Campus, and uh, we get a lot of books that come into the office, and just to, you know, they all look good on one level or another. But yours stood out to me because I don't see topics uh, in that level very often. It's an interesting time of life. Uh, what what led you to write the the book in the first place? I think it is an important time of life. After serving on a college campus uh, as chaplain for 25 years, uh, specifically at Wheaton College in Illinois, uh, working with students, speaking with students, caring for students, pastoring students, caring for the spiritual formation of college students, I decided um, as time went on that I, I wanted to put into print some of those principles and ideas that I've been working with and concerned about for college students so that uh, the same material might be used for others and uh, may uh, reach a broader audience. And if uh, for no other reason than at some point in time along the way, maybe my grandchildren would benefit from such a book. Yeah. Dr. Stephen Kello is our guest, Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul during college, when I read the title, I went to Penn State, managed to squeeze four, oh, yeah. years, five, four years into six, uh, and mm-hmm. it's one of those deals where, if you stop and think, college is such a different time because it's uh, it's new, you know, unless you're living at home, even even if you are. It's a new chapter where you're – generally where you're living has changed. Maybe your friend circle has changed, where you go to church, where you shop. Uh, everything you do, and you also know probably it's only for a season, so it's not even like you underneath get fully invested in here's where I'm like I'm moving from point A to point B. It's like, well, then I'm going to go somewhere else. So did you find some of that transience come into play with the topics and things that you were thinking about and, and as you experienced that with the students that you were uh, shepherding? I think so. I, I realized early on that freshman students, were making big decisions as they were leaving home and launching out on their own. In fact, uh, I can remember an incident standing outside of the student center and speaking with uh, a freshman orientation weekend, speaking with a family uh, concerned about their freshman daughter making the transition to college. And and the parents uh, were especially interested in finding a church that would be similar to their church at home and the student I could see looking into her eyes was not at all interested in doing the same thing that she had done for years in the past. Hmm. That little vignette, I think, speaks uh, strongly of students' interest as they move into the college environment, their interest in becoming their own person and making their own decisions and maybe creating a path that they had not walked before. And so that's a concern for parents. Uh, it's a concern for me as, as a chaplain in helping students find their own way and maybe the best way. And that may include uh, finding a, a church of the denomination or non-denominational variety that they grew up in. Or it may mean going into a different kind of worshiping community, fellowshipping group of people, of like-minded believers. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much change as you're speaking there. I'm thinking, as you kind of were touching on there, I would think it might be hard for you too, as a chaplain, uh, trying to have any kind of ongoing rapport because of again of the transient nature. Uh, even if someone's at at Wheaton for four full years, you might not have met them right at the beginning, or they may be busier True. certain seasons. And so to have any kind of longer 
relationship path. How do you? How did you try to handle that? Just on a side note, as far as reaching and and supporting students, you kind of have to take what they give you a little bit. That's true, and I guess what surprised me more than anything else, and it it was a surprise, that students came to know me uh, through the chapel setting. We have at Wheaton College, we have required chapel attendance Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, where we gather as a community. 2,400 undergraduate students meet to uh, put their life into uh, the context of of worship and understanding uh, and reaffirming those primary uh, goals and perspectives in life. And so uh, as we we come into the worshiping environment, uh, I'm able to share from time to time uh, expositions of Scripture and commentary and leading in worship, and students get acquainted with me, uh, and they get to know me, but I don't get to know them uh, in the same personal way. Yeah. <laughs> However, that, uh, that access to students, that opportunity of leading in, in corporate worship connects me with students. So what was my delight and what I learned that was kind of a surprise was the students' interest in seeking me out and hearing more about my story and actually very interested in what my commentary and what my counsel uh, might be for some of the uh, uh, particular issues that they're struggling with in their lives. So I found it to be an invigorating environment, Hmm. to be affirming uh, that a younger person who is maybe new to the Christian faith, or at least uh, certainly uh, not as mature as faculty and staff at, at the college, but a younger person in faith looking to someone who had been down the road further yeah. and looking for some counsel and advice. And advice. So and that's another reason that I, I wanted to write the book, is that I've had so many questions from students over the years that I wanted to prioritize those questions and deal with what I felt were 10 of the most significant matters that uh, college students concern themselves with and are interested in finding answers for. Dr. Stephen Kello is our guest, Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College is the book. Uh, we are delve into some of those 10 chapters, uh, just to get some of the highlights, if you will, in a moment. Um, also, just want to let you know, if you want to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, and uh, you can just slap the word uh, campus or college, college is fine, on there. And we'll put you in the hat. We'll give away several copies. So feel free to do that. Again, 610-500-3683. Just need your first and last name and uh, the word uh, college or campus, and I'll know what you're texting about. Fair enough. Short break. Back with more in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 424, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Gary G. Cobb going to be joining us in a little while, talk about opening of uh, Eagles training camp later this week and other Eagles-related things. Uh, But we're also enjoying our conversation with Dr. Stephen Kello from... Uh, Wheaton University, uh, Wheaton College in in the Illinois area near Chicago. And uh, the book he has just written is called Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College. And this book struck, uh, you know, caught my attention simply because there's 
lot, a lot of books we receive here at the station that have to do with those years, but they're very important years, especially for a student who's going away for the first time, perhaps leaving home. Everything's kind of new. And so you have a number of chapters in here that you tackle some of the things that you came across in all of your years as a chaplain. And uh, one of them had to do with uh, you know accountability and, uh, and being in community. Chapter 8 specifically says living in a safe place community. So for a second, let's just jump into chapter eight and talk about that for a moment. I think that 18 to 22-year-old students are especially concerned about community. And part of it is, as you uh, said, Tim, is they've moved away from their home environment, that which is very familiar. And, and some of them moving great distances and crossing barriers of culture that they never anticipated crossing. And they find themselves in a place that can be very lonely. In fact, uh, I heard quoted, uh, and I don't know the exact quote, but uh, I remember someone saying that the college freshman may be the loneliest person on earth. Hmm. And, and I understand that. And in order to uh, answer that question of loneliness, students are reaching out for friendship and for community. And there's a special uh, component of Christian community that gives a more substantive answer to that human quest for being with other people. Because in Christian community, we have not only the human dimension of connection, but we have the divine dimension included in that relationship. Uh, Christian community, I, I like what Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, and, and students at, at Wheaton loved the, uh, that book that Bonhoeffer wrote years ago, Life Together. Yeah. That book that, uh, just a slim volume, in fact, that's why I wrote my book as a slim volume, it's a book that people might actually read. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote of Life Together, he spoke of Christian community. He was living in the, the underground church as a German pastor uh, and theologian, and he was working with seminarians in the war years in, in Germany. Bonhoeffer defined Christian community as belonging to one another, only through and in Jesus Christ. And so this is a dimension of college life, where we're walking with Jesus on campus, not just with other people, but certainly finding friendships and finding a safe place in community, but seeing that Jesus is part of that community. So as students, as I observe students finding their way in, in college, they find that community in safe places such as small groups, uh, discussion groups, Bible study groups, or they might find that even in the choice of a major, and they'll see that there are other students on campus with the same kinds of interests, and therefore choosing the same major, and faculty members uh, who oversee students in a particular major may give opportunities for small group interaction and projects that students work uh, together on. So there are friendships, there are clubs and majors, and Bible studies, accountability groups, where people can get to know each other, and they really can get to know themselves better over time. And they do that all in what can become a safe place for them in community on a college campus. Dr. Stephen Keller is our guest. The book is called Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College. And uh, how much of the, the truths that are 
in this book that you've written about. Uh, some of the titles, just for our, our listeners, include uh, uh, Weakness, Not Such a Bad Thing, Perfectionism, Friend or Foe, and An Unclaimed Gift, The Sabbath, uh, some of the titles that caught my eye. How much of it do you think comes back to the student to also remember, like, listen, I know, for example, on the topic of loneliness and, and, and or being in community, period, and accountability, how much of it they just need to – part of it is just part of growing up. Like, you're going to have to understand that, you know, no, you're not around your familiar surroundings. You're going to have to meet people you never knew. You're going to have to introduce yourself. You're going to have to start all over in some ways and, and realize that it's not going to necessarily be easy. It might be easy for some, but for some others – they may need to understand it's okay if it's going to take some time for those things to develop. That's right. Students uh, are experiencing, whether they're Christian students or non-Christian students, are, are all experiencing many of these very, very same things. And as I'm writing uh, this book to uh, Christian students, students who may be at different places of maturity in their Christian life, but they're students who uh, believe the Bible is a word from God, believe that a commitment to Jesus Christ is important for now and forever. These uh, Christian students have a special resource in Christian community, in Christian discipline, in the scriptures, in fellowship with other believers, and even in the local church beyond the college campus. So when I, I come to a topic of, say, busyness, yeah, and um, the, the topic of uh, perfectionism and the drivenness that there is and the competition that students find on campus, competition for grades, or if they're involved in athletics, the competition for positions on teams, they're involved in music, a, a band, or in an orchestra. But in the midst of all of that busyness, Christians have some resources that other folks don't have. And one of those, and it really came to me as a surprise over some early years on the college campus, observing what students found to be helpful. And the concept of a Sabbath is usually totally foreign to college students. But when you uh, unpack the biblical teaching on uh, the Sabbath and Jesus' affirmation of the Sabbath, not as, as something that uh, is is a rule that, that we need to keep in order to please God. But as Jesus said, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. What I found students' response being that they, they just ate that up. When hmm. they realized God gives them permission to rest, and they, they, can find, uh, they can find healthy renewal in that and something that they, they didn't expect. I remember, uh, so, so what I would often do is uh, early on in the school year, in the fall, as students were getting acquainted with me and I was getting acquainted with them, I would often have a chapel talk on the topic of uh, the Sabbath and challenge students to consider taking Sunday as a Christian Sabbath. And by the way, my recommendation on that is not to go cold turkey, but just take a portion of Sunday, to rest, to stop doing, to stop all of that doing and performing and, and all of that homework that you've done the rest of the week, and stop and rest. The Hebrew verb Shabbat literally means to cease, to rest, or to stop. And so that's what the commandment is, and I, and I call it a gift, and often an unclaimed gift, the Sabbath. 
uh, to stop and rest from all that doing. After all, we're human beings and not human doings. You've heard that comment before. Yes. And it's true. It's true. <laughs> yes, and well. to help that the crisis of busyness, the Sabbath, it's a great help. Dr. Stephen Kello is our guest. Walking with Jesus on campus is the book. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We have several copies to give away. Forecast the rest of the afternoon, a lot of clouds. May get a few showers tonight and or overnight. Low 66, kind of cloudy tomorrow. Some sunny breaks in the afternoon. High 85. Phil's at Detroit tonight, 710. Aranola on the mound for the fills quick break we'll wrap up our conversation with dr keller in just a couple of moments we also have gary g cobb going to join us as the eagles get ready for training camp to open this thursday we'll get his insights on that and a lot more it's happening here on the tim demoss show on am 560 wfil wfil.com live and local it's the tim demoss show weekday afternoons four till five on am 560 wfil and at wfil.com our podcast continues. It's 435 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Our guest, Dr. Stephen Kello, who has been a chaplain at Wheaton College in Illinois for a quarter century and uh, has a new book called Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College. Although, correct me if I'm wrong, as I read through the book, it's not just a Christian college student that can benefit, but perhaps just college students in general and parents of college students and people in general. I think that's true, Tim, because these things that, that I speak about are universal principles that are good for, for everybody. I used to tell faculty and staff, I used to encourage faculty and staff at the college to attend chapel services, even though faculty and staff were not required to attend, but students were. But faculty and staff can gain uh, just as much as students can from worshiping uh, in a context of Christian community and of uh, addressing issues, uh, biblical uh, themes, biblical answers to uh, human, human questions, uh, human concerns. In the preface of the book, in fact, I talk about the purpose being for college, but also beyond college. Yeah, and one of the other things, um, as we've been talking a little bit, that you know, ten truths that transform college for the Christian, uh, and and you know, kind of speaking from a be mindful standpoint, be careful about, uh, you know, make sure you're not alone or put yourself in position where you can have accountability and, and be in group settings or, or like you talked about going to chapel, so you're you're more in spiritual community, uh, or the other chapters that you have in here, but not to be not to uh, send the wrong message. This book is not just here, like, 10 dangers of college. It's really designed to be so you can do more than just get get through four years unscathed. It's really designed to really shoot you forward and to propel you forward, right? Am I correct about that? I think so. I think so. For example, in the, the second chapter, speaking about weakness and dealing with Second uh, Corinthians 12, where Paul speaks of his thorn in the flesh, never finding that to be something good, but as an opportunity for seeing the grace of God. And so in that uh, chapter, in addressing that issue of weakness, we find um, the Lord Jesus saying, my grace is sufficient for you. So in the midst of all of, of uh, life struggles and the college challenges, there's a message that I want students to see, a message of God's grace and uh, God's help. 
and the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us to be all that God wants us to be. Amen. Amen. That's good stuff. It's been a pleasure talking with you, uh, Dr. Kello, and uh, again, the book Walking with Jesus on Campus, How to Care for Your Soul During College. Wheaton is, uh, it's how far is it from Chicago? It's about 35 miles straight west of Chicago. Okay. The, uh, of uh, the big city of Chicago. Yeah, we have family in Northbrook, and so that maybe one of the best, important, most important questions is to ask you if you're a Cubs or a White Sox fan, or if you're... Right. <laughs> Either way. Our producer, yeah. Joe, is yeah, a Cubs good. fan. How about for you? Do you watch baseball or follow it? I do. And I grew up as a White Sox fan. Yeah. And uh, However, I see that it is uh, entirely possible to be a White Sox fan and a Cubs fan at the same time. <laughs> okay. Both of those teams are yet to visit Philly. This is the year the White Sox come to Philadelphia. I think it's even in the next week or two. And then the Cubs oh. come in later on. So, yeah, it's it's fun. We still have family out that way. A little-known fact, my I have uh, relatives who helped build um, the White Sox ballpark. They're in construction. Oh, wow. And so they they're, wow. uh, that was a number of years ago that they had that renovation going on. But, yeah, you had some fun in that, some baseball references and some sports references, too, in your book. Too. So I, I figured you might be into a little uh, baseball kind of thing. So, good. Well, God bless you. Thank you for taking time today. And I'm glad you wrote this book. I, I get, again, I get a lot of books. And um, sometimes they're on a topic or an area of uh, prayer or something to help uh, encourage a believer in one particular way. It might have to do with raising children or, or marriage, but not a lot on those precious years following high school and before who knows what's going to happen. That's the other interesting thing. Really, you know, you go to college and you may have a general idea of what you're going for and where you'd like to go, but still don't even know if you'll get a job in the field you're going for and where that job will be. So those years going from a more controlled environment at home, potentially, and then springing out. To me, a book like this can be very helpful to bridge that gap and, and keep people on track. And, and again, not just uh, survive those years, but to, you know, to thrive in them and really be ready on the back end of them. I'm so glad that you have found the book to be helpful, even for yourself, Tim. Yeah. And I trust that uh, others will uh, come away uh, with the same conclusion. Amen. Amen. Thanks again for taking time. God bless you. Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Nice to meet you over the phone. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. It's Dr. Stephen Kello from Wheaton College in Illinois and chaplain there for 25 years. Walking with Jesus on Campus is a book he's just written, How to Care for Your Soul During College. Want to win a copy? Send me a quick text. We have several to hand out. We'll draw winners by uh, maybe near the end of the show. Uh, number 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just need your first and last name and the word college and I don't know the book that you're after. We have a short break to take, and then we're looking forward to uh, concluding our program with Gary G. Cobb, former Eagle, longtime Philly broadcaster, as the Eagles have training camp opening up on Thursday. We'll talk football, we'll talk faith, and whatever else we can shoehorn in our final quarter hour here. It's a Tim DeMoss show. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. On AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. Sometimes I think you've got part of a brain. Thanks. Don't mention it. Yeah.
Cobb. E-A-G Cobb. E-A-G Cobb. How you doing, Tim? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. You boy, you you got that voice, man. You're ready to go. They're gonna have to have you out there uh, before the game. <laughs> I didn't know if it was too early for that, but it really never is too early for Eagles football, I suppose. I mean, well, you see, you know, Eagles fans will go to the baseball game and a and start a Eagles cheer at the baseball game at the Phillies game. I mean, they'll go to the Sixers game. It, both of those have happened this year, where. Uh, there have been Eagles fans at the Sixers game. They went there. They started an Eagles cheer. You're right. Started Eagles cheer at the Phillies game, you know. So, You're right. Uh, you know, I guess all the time is right for football. <laughs> Gary G. Cobb, our guest, former Eagle, Cowboy, Lion, longtime Philly broadcaster, man of God, too. Most importantly, I know he would say that's the top thing, and uh, husband and dad and grandfather and all that. GCobb.com is where you can also find his articles, specifically – uh, we have. I want to get into something. An article you wrote not long ago. But Eagles training camp starting Thursday. You yourself, what nine, ten, eleven training camps? What What are the players feeling heading into this? Well, you know, there there are a lot of guys, you know, looking forward to training camp. Of course, guys that want to try to make the team. Uh, you know, they, they might be new guys that want to make the team. They're very excited about it. The guys who have their job already won. They are saying, you know, we want to get out of this thing as fast as we can. We don't want to have any injuries. <laughs> you know? Right. So there's some guys that are looking past it and dreading it. Uh, but the guys that are trying to make the team, they are enthusiastic about this. You know, this is the time of their life. And you've got a lot of young players who um, this is something they've been looking forward to the, their entire lives. So they're very excited. But. It's a fun time you know, when you come back together with the guys and everything. It's, that, that part of it's fun. But um, a well, lot of the work, even though they don't work as hard anymore, but a lot of that work is not a lot of fun. How much does a player uh, know what they have to offer as training camp gets underway, assuming they've played in the league before? Uh, you know, are, Sometimes are they surprised at how much more they can give and other times like, hey, I lost a few steps. What happened? Well, you know, both of those happen. There's sometimes that um, you see yourself, as, especially as a younger player, and you're growing and you realize, you know, hey, I, I can be a good player. I mean, I, I can get better at this, and you're learning things. And so you're growing in your career. But then when you get on the downside, I mean, all, you know, you want to, you know, I used to be able to uh, outrun that guy, you know. Right. Now he's pulling, now he's pulling away from me. And, that whole it goes on, you know. And there are times I'd go home and tell my wife, you know, hey, you know, uh, I lost a couple steps, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'm thinking you know? from a management perspective, like because also it's easy for a fan to be like, this guy's good for this and that, and this guy'll do that. But they're human beings, and you know, you go six months. And I'm sure there's training going on, but not not in season. Six months later, since they've played their last competitive football. Stuff can change. I would think that'd be true for any sport. All of a sudden, your fastball has a few miles an hour less than it did last summer. So, well, you know, and that's just a part of uh, it's a part of living, really. You know, because uh, you know, and you, you know, it's 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 so um, in your face when it comes to sports because you got everybody else watching. So, when you lose a step or something, you know, you might hear it somewhere. Somebody, you know, you might be losing a step. <laughs> I say Whereas, that about Joe all the time. Our, produ- our producer, Joe, I said, Joe, no, Joe hasn't lost a step. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, most most of the time, 
you, uh, most people are working at jobs where nobody talks about <laughs> the fact that, hey, you know, you're really stinking up the place at the job, you know. Yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody tells you. <laughs> Only you know that, hey, you know, I, I, I didn't have a good day today. Yeah. But uh, w- when that happens when you're on, on the uh, professional team, you know it. And everybody else, every time, you know, you go into the Wawa and they go, man, you need to play better. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just getting a classic, turkey classic in peace. Go away. That's right. Gary G. Cobb, yeah. our guest, uh, June 5, you wrote an article on your site, gcobb.com. It says, quote, I could see it being a possibility that later in the offseason or closer to training camp or maybe during training camp, the Eagles decide to make an offer to veteran running back Darren Sproles. Ding, 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 ding. Spot on. And then you go on to talk about his upside, at least in the past, and how maybe some of that will be happening, depending if he can stay healthy and all that. So what do you think about uh, Darren joining the team? Well, I'm not I'm not really that surprised. I, I think that uh, they might have been thinking this all along, uh, that they just didn't want to have him go have to go through any of the practices. And uh, they wanted him to just, you know, uh, take it easy, and this maybe was his plan too, which is to conserve himself because he's only got uh, but so many plays left in that body. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that they were doing that, but you know, he's definitely a, the kind of guy who, on third down, nobody wants to cover him coming out of the backfield because he's so quick and uh, he's, he's just so precise in the way that he's able to run his routes. He's very difficult to, to deal with. And when you add him uh, to Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz and uh, Dallas Goddard and Nelson Aguilar, all these receivers, the Eagles are going to be very difficult to stop offensively. I think they're going to be very potent uh, this season because of all the weapons they have. Gary G. Cobb, our guest, uh, he played for the Eagles, played also for the Cowboys and Lions for a bit gcob.com his website you can also uh, you know he's been a broadcaster in Philadelphia for many many years uh you mentioned practice there a lot has changed over the years i started covering the team part time in 97 which i think is about when the eagles were doing their thing up at lehigh and then they came and started having the practices back in philly i think it was 5 6 years ago several of those practices every year at the link open to the public and now this year if I'm not mistaken, there's going to be just one practice. So if you're a fan, you want to see the team, Lincoln Financial Field, Sunday, August 4th, and it costs 10 bucks, which is going to go to charity. Your thoughts on that whole uh, evolution of the practice and the fan interaction? Well, I wasn't really thrilled about it because, you know, you go down to one one practice. You know, I was going, you know, I mean, because so many people talk about it. And when the fans go out there, uh, you know, they really remember everything that happens during that practice, and it's something that's special to the fans. So I, I was uh, disappointed to see him go down to one. Uh, I understand how important, um, you know, the the, uh, the charity uh, is uh, from the standpoint that uh, I know that um, uh, Mr. Lorry's uh, had an effect on his family. You know, um, so yeah, I know that I know that the, the charity is, is is something that's very important to the Eagles organization. So. I understand that. I, I would have hoped, hoped that maybe they would have had two, and one of them was, you know, uh, free, and the other was uh, you making a donation to the charity. So, yeah. you know, it's, but it's the way it is. Hey, um, I'm sure the place will be packed when they do open it up, 
and uh, hopefully uh, we're, we're looking at a Super Bowl team. Gary G. Cobb, when he's not talking and thinking and breathing football, as his website describes, he's ministering to former players and also ministering in prisons. Share a bit about, uh, you know, you've shared about some of that in the past, but for those who aren't familiar with some of that work you do, tell us about that a bit. Well, the big thing I do, a lot of it is really, uh, you know, working with young men. Uh, I work with, with young men who uh, have played in the NFL, and now they're transitioning out of the league, and they've got to reestablish themselves with a job and a career, and they've got to take some of the assets, the things they learned from, from playing in the NFL, and utilize them off the field. So I kind of am a, kind of a you know life coach, and uh, you know I share a lot of things with them. I wound up you know wind up you know praying with them and and sharing with them and encouraging them and, and working with them to you know kind of put their lives together really with a you know a, a, a different um, foundation you know from a career standpoint. Yeah. Now I work with the youngsters who are incarcerated. In fact, I'm sitting in a, in the parking lot right now. I'm going to go into a facility. Um, it's a Garden State Correctional Facility. And I'm going to go in and talk to the youngsters, and really both sides, all of the youngsters. I wind up talking about sports because they understand sports. And I, I talk about, hey, the Lord wants you to look at your heart. Did, are you doing your best? Are you serving him to the best with everything you've got? Where he's the number one, you know, focus in your life, you know. And really as a, as a player, you have to go answer to the other guys. You know, am I giving giving it my best effort? And really, you have to have a talk with yourself, and and that's what you got to do in life. You have to sit down and have a serious talk with yourself and decide: Is this really what you want to do? Uh, do you like the results you're going to get from what you're doing, the way you're living? And those type of decisions and those type of talks are things that happen in the locker room when you lose a big game and. And the leaders of the team will say, hey, look, we have got to play better than this. And the reason we lost is because of the people in this room. Not, not anybody outside of this room, the people in this room. And a lot of times you have to have those types of talks with yourself. And I encourage that uh, where you sit down and it's uh, uh, you and the Lord having to talk about, you know, your behavior. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, and I know, and they're talking to you the other day, you were, you were talking about the, some of the visits that you have at the facility there and how some of the, uh, those are, you know, the inmates will, will speak very passionately about what they see in the sports world. This guy needs to do that. Can he develop a jump shot? And they're so <laughs> certain about what they're seeing on TV. And then you ask yeah. them, to, okay, now let's turn some of that passion and so certainty, whatever, <laughs> Write it yourself. Are you? That's right. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's that man in the mirror. You know, hey, you know, but it's 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 easier. You know, everybody knows it's easier. And of course, the Bible talks about judging. It's easy to judge other people. Yeah. Let me help well, you with course. that little plank, that little stick you got, that's right. little speck. That's, that's right. Hold still. It's easy <laughs> to do that, but when when that person you're judging is you. Then people start to get, you know, they start stuttering. Uh, 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 well, I, uh, you know, I am not, you know. Whereas when they're talking about somebody else, it's very clear. They identify the problem. You got to get it together. You got to, you know, get yourself together. You got to pull your pants up and get a hold of yourself, you know. Right. But they don't talk that way to themselves. So we, we have to be really what we need to do is, uh, like Paul talked about in the Bible, he said that, you know, he really is tough on himself. Yeah. You know, a lot of times 
we're tough on other people and easy on ourselves. When really the Lord encourages us, we need to be tough on our flesh and we need to be easy on other people. See? So we, we mm. have to learn that it's easy to, you know, to, to be vice versa where you're tough on other people and easy on yourself. But really the Bible is clearly the Lord wants us to, you know, yeah. challenge ourselves and, you know, and, and, and get ourselves together and, uh, and don't be hard on other people. Yeah, be gracious, be, and that gracious and kindness goes a long way. And and, yep. and then there are probably some people who are too hard on themselves if they're realizing, you know, God's going to help you too yep. with your struggles. Yep. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be too surprised if you struggle because it is yep. part of part of life to, to struggle with a sinful nature. So, but uh, well, God, right. God bless you as you head in there, and uh, we'll be praying for that ministry that you're doing and looking forward to seeing down at the Novacare Complex too as the season gets underway. Preseason will be here before you know it, and and uh, we'll be hearing that Eagles chant more and more, I, I believe, over the course of the summer. Some of those Phillies games, perhaps. You better, you better believe it. <laughs> you know, uh, some of the some of some of the greatest fun we had was uh, when uh, when, you, when the guys get tired. You know, you can see when you know. Let's say your energy levels up, and you got a practice going, and you see, you know, one of the guys on he's one of your teammates is kind of tired and everything. Well, the guys uh, do stuff where they won't let the guys sleep. You know, <laughs> bother him, you know, right. uh, just all kind of, all kind of jokes. And, and that's really the time for, uh, practical jokes is usually in training camp when, when guys, uh, really hate it the most cause they're tired. <laughs> uh, but you, you wind up uh, laughing for the rest of your life because of some of the things that happen because, that's uh, fun. uh, the guys really see you doing your vulnerable spot. So that's fun. <laughs> all right. Yep. Well, God bless you. Have a great rest of your day, my friend. Thanks for taking time to, Chat today. Hey, go Eagles. All right. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles, Gary G. Cobb. You can find out more. Gcobb.com. Just the letter G. C-O-B-B.com. Former Eagle. Longtime Philly broadcaster. Congratulations to Melanie and Katina in Norristown. Winning, by the way, the book that we were uh, chatting about earlier today with Dr. Stephen Kello from Wheaton. The, uh, the book on college and caring for your soul while you're away at school. That'll do it for our program. We'll pass the baton down to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He leads in prayer next. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.